Welcome to our sermon. I am Pastor Nathan Escarga, and I am sure that God will speak to you through his word today. Over the course of the last uh, number of months, uh, with a, a continual reminder, and I don't, I don't want to stop reminding you because it is significant, um, to, to put the, not just to, to hear the word, but to be doers of the, of the word and to put the Lord where he needs to be in our lives. We need to, we need to put him in the right place. And um, so uh, last week uh, I entitled this, this message in the series of preeminence and uh, the Lord being preeminent in our lives uh, just regarding making the big bucks. And uh, um, so often that is such a concern for us on a daily basis uh, or on a weekly basis uh, we need to we need to work or we need to have income, and uh, so tonight uh, we're, I'm going to continue on, and I'm just going to touch in on a few things uh, from last week, and then uh, some new things, and we're going to have uh, hopefully a few. We're going to make a, a little bit of a rearrangement up here on our on our uh, stage area, and just want to invite a few people up uh, uh, just for a, a short session afterwards. Because I, I truly believe that in these last days, I want you to know that in these last days, the Lord desires uh, to give increase. And the Lord desires for us to move boldly forward. The Lord desires for us uh, to uh, expand in every capacity, whatever it may be, uh, for uh, His glory and for uh, not just for our benefit, but for uh, the benefit of others, those that, we, that may be in our lives or around us that we may be uh, touching. The Lord desires to, uh, to, to bless. And um, so uh, we're going to be looking at uh, Colossians chapter 3 uh, at the end of the, the chapter and especially uh, verses uh, or chapter 4 verse 1. And uh, I'm just going to read the passage uh, that we're going to be touching in on. Then going a little bit back and then touching on those verses and chapter, especially chapter 4, verse 1. And then we'll have a, a little bit of time together with a few others uh, joining me here on the, on the stage. So Colossians 3, 22 says, bond servants, or that would be uh, those that are employees, for those uh, as we would work. It says, obey in all things your masters or your employers according to the flesh not with eye service as men pleasers, so not just working when they're looking, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. And whatever you do, do it heartily as unto the Lord and not to men. Uh, if you have those that are, are a little bit more extreme as bosses and, and you just say, oh man, this is too much, uh, that you would say, I'm working as unto the Lord. I'm not working necessarily for the boss. Uh, but as unto the Lord, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of, of the inheritance, for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. So uh, I, we're going to touch in on this as well, this thing of, of uh, working as unto the Lord, receiving a reward and, and the inheritance, serving the Lord Christ, and this being repaid. Uh, for what has been done. There's no partiality. 
And uh, yeah, so we'll touch in on that. Uh, and then chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Masters or employers, give your employees what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. And uh, I recognize at this time a lot of, uh, I, I heard, I was talking to somebody yesterday and, and uh, I this this individual, uh, I was asking, "Hey, about so and so, how how are they doing?" And and um, I said, "Well, they're they're going through a little bit of struggle because um, they just feel that there should be no support of any corporate setting, uh, employer, where it's a big corporation, whatever, and um, so they're struggling because there's they're not working." anywhere because they don't want to work for anybody because it's big corporation and and um, so there's been a struggle with the view but here the Lord is saying uh, to the employers and I recognize that some employers it's all about uh, uh, not what is just and fair but it's all about the mighty dollar and profits uh, um, so, masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. And so often those that are in positions of, of employment, to give employment, uh, need to recognize that, that there is a God in heaven and that is observing and watching. And uh, once again, there is, you reap what you sow. And we'll, we'll touch in on that a little bit at the end. So, um, once again, just par partially out of review, and I want to ask you two major things to activate the power of God in our lives, and I'm talking about every area of our life. If we want to activate God's wisdom and his power in our lives, there are two things that are critical. Can somebody tell me what one of those things is? And we've been talking about this for the last three months anybody one thing okay let me give you a big hint does anybody know what the series title is preeminence what does that mean when something is preeminent. Hmm? What does it mean? It's first. It's most important. And the Lord said that he is above all. In fact, the very first two chapters, the very first two chapters of Colossians is all about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. It is all about the preeminence of Jesus Christ. He is above all. He is the head. He is, uh, he is first in all things. And then it says, in Colossians 1.18, it says that he should, that, that he would have the preeminence. That in all things, he would have the preeminence. That he would have the preeminence. That means that he would be first. When it comes to humanity, when it comes to you, when it comes to me, 
The Lord gives us free will and choice to make him first or not. If Jesus is not first in your life, you will not have the power of God, the wisdom of God activated in your life if he's not first. Now, this is the second part of two things. The second part of, of, of our existence is that he would be preeminent in all things. The first part, does anybody know what it is? And last week I went over five different passages in chapters one and two uh, that talked about one thing. And a sixth thing was inferred. Six times it's mentioned. Six times it's mentioned that this is necessary if we want chapters 3 and 4 to take place. Chapters 3 and 4 have to do with every aspect of our lives. Personally, in, in our character, our old man, our old nature being put off. And there are being changes taking place in our lives to put on a, the new man that was created uh, in the image of God that God has for us that we would put on the new man. That is, it's, there's the, the opportunity for that to happen in our lives. But it happens with one thing. Everybody's, nobody wants to say anything. It's just thinking, oh, what's that? Our faith in Jesus and him crucified. Ah, oh, pastor. Is it that simple? It is that simple. Two things. Daily. Daily. Denying yourself. Take up the cross daily and follow me. And the Lord, as we make him the following of the Lord, you, you can only do that when you put somebody's, you put your faith or your trust in somebody as this is a person I would be willing to follow. So it comes down to our faith in Jesus Christ and what he did for us on the cross and making him Lord in our lives. Do you want the power of God to activate in your life? I'm talking, and a lot of times we, th we're, we always think the spiritual, especially when it comes to money. We, those, that's one area just think, well, you know, that's something that God is, is not interested in in my life. It's a... It's a, a material, th a, a thing of, of money. Um, and so that God wouldn't be interested in that in our life. Even in that area of our employment, uh, God desires to have impact, to activate his wisdom and power for us uh, in those areas. So, uh, faith not in self, not in our good works, not in our spiritual disciplines, not in the church we attend, not in a person, man of God, woman of God, whatever to, to follow, not in our government, not in education, not in career, not in any of those things, not in my abilities, not in my capabilities, not in my wisdom. I do not, cannot place my faith there because it will let you down. So with that, I want to, I want, we'll just quickly touch in on Colossians 2, uh, verses 6 to 10. 
And this is just one of the, the five that mention faith in Jesus Christ. So Colossians 2 verse 6 says, As you therefore have, been re have received Christ Jesus the Lord, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, as you have been taught. When I came to you, I was determined you would know nothing else but Jesus Christ and him crucified. That was what Paul taught. Established in the faith as you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Let me read it again. As you have received Christ, have you received Christ? Jesus the Lord. Not just Christ Jesus as Jesus my Savior, but Christ Jesus the Lord. He's Lord in your life, so walk in Him. What does that mean, to walk in Him? It has to do with the progress that we make, our walk, our daily progress each and every day, to make due use, right use of the opportunities that we may have on any given day. That is what is to walk in Him, is that there's a progressing. In the Hebrew, uh, this word walk has to do with the way we regulate our lives, how we conduct ourselves, and how we pass one's life, or pass our lives. So there's a regulating of our life. So it's just not a free-for-all. So a walk in the Lord, Christ Jesus the Lord, is to, there's a regulation of our life, there's a conducting of ourselves appropriately, and there's a passing and moving forward within our lives. That's what it is to walk in Him. It says, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith. To be rooted. This last, uh, just the other day, I was weeding flower beds. You know, uh, dandelions have a nasty root. Have you, ever, have you ever seen a dandelion root? Wait, how many roots are there? How many main roots are in the, in the dandelion? Huh? One major root. And you can have a small dandelion, and you, if you are able to get the root, because usually the leaves will be ripped off, and that, that root will stay there and continue uh, it'll grow again. It seems like you cannot eradicate, but the root of a dandelion is one big, massive root and goes down, and sometimes very, very deep. You can't rip it out. Not very easily. Well, here it says to be rooted and built up in Him. Who's Him? To walk in Him, built up in Him. Who is this Him? Jesus Christ, the Lord. So if you are rooted in, a, in it says... Uh, it means to cause a person or thing to be thoroughly grounded or established, strengthened, rendered firm. Um, a lot of the, uh, in biology, and, or one of the things I studied was plant, plant biology. And... Um, but one thing was the root systems that uh, that are that, that different plants have. You have this 
the, like the dandelion with a single solid root going down. Then you have other, others that, that basically there's a growth of the, the plant along the top. They have a root, a single root to begin with. But as they grow across, they'll drop down another root, and it just keeps extending. I've got this, this nasty whatever growing on my grass, and they just, it keeps getting expanding out like a, a weed. Uh, not very good. Uh, some of the trees that you see, they usually say that the, uh, some of the deciduous trees, that a deciduous tree is a tree that loses its leaves in the wintertime. Uh, a lot of times the root system that those deciduous trees have, whatever you see on top is, is the extent of the root system underneath that grows to give it, uh, uh, to establish, to, to make the, the tree firm so that in the midst of the storms, that tree can bend and whatever, but the roots are deep and it's solid. A lot of times the, uh, the evergreen uh, uh, species, they're called not angiosperms, but gymnosperms, uh, these evergreens, uh, they have a, sh a shallower root system. And a lot of times in the strong winds, you'll see these, these evergreens, they'll, some of them, they'll just go over and you see the whole, uh, root system come up with it and you'll have these huge walls as the tree went over just pulled up the earth and the roots with it but we see that the roots oftentimes are very shallow on those trees they, they don't have quite the extent of a, a, of a, a grounding so uh, a lot of times I can remember when there's storms I, I can remember whether you're out in the bush or something you have these trees and, and the root system has come right up on these evergreen trees, and uh, they're a shallower root system. But here it's talking about being rooted in Him and established in the faith, built up, built up and rooted in Him. To build up, there's this uh, finishing of the structure of which the foundation has already been laid. There's a finishing of a so there's a foundation in the roots, but on top of that foundation now, there is a building that, that is taking place, is being established, there, where there's a, a constant increase in, in Christian knowledge, in the knowledge of, of the ways of the Lord, who God is, and how our lives are impacted by it. So rooted and, and built up in Jesus and established in the faith. Once again, established, solid in the faith. There's this aspect of where's your faith in? And once again, whenever, you're, whenever you read about faith, it is about faith. Because a lot of times we, <laughs> there's a whole group out there, word of faith. Their faith is in their own faith. Their faith is in their own faith as to, their faith is not in the Lord Jesus, it's in how strong their faith is. And then so when things don't always work out the way they want them to work out, I, and it, you don't have to be a word of faith. It could be if your faith is in yourself, in your own faith, that's not what the Lord is talking about here. It's, it's rooted and built up in Him, established in the faith. The faith of who Jesus is and what he did for us, that it's not wavering. That faith does not waver. 
And we say, Pastor, what does this have to do with making the big bucks? I'm telling you, when we have Jesus, if our faith is in Jesus Christ and him crucified, and the second part being that Jesus Christ is Lord, look at what it says here. It says, as you have been taught. You've been taught this way. This is Paul teaching. And Paul wrote half of the New Testament, uh, the letters in the New Testament. He wrote half of them, and he's saying, listen, that the faith is in Jesus Christ and him crucified, as you have been taught, and abounding in it with thanksgiving. Abounding in what? It. Abounding in what? Let me tell you what abounding is. Abounding is to exceed a fixed number of measure and to, and to be left over and above a certain number or measure. So to have more, to be over, to be above, to exist or be at hand in abundance when there's a lot, there's an overflow. To, to make, to abound, to furnish one richly so that he has abundance, to make abundant or excellent. And so abounding has to, is, is oftentimes used of a flower going from bud to full bloom. There's an abounding. It just increases from a, a single bud to a, a, a flower coming in full bloom. There's an abundance there. So we are abounding in it with thanksgiving. Is Jesus an it? Is Jesus an it? No. Jesus is not it. So abounding in, what, in it with thanksgiving. Let me read the verse again, verse 6 and 7. As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. Abounding in what? Flourishing in what? In your faith. Your faith expands and flourishes and abound, and it, it, it gets stronger and stronger, not in, in, in your own faith. Your faith isn't in your own faith. Your faith is in Jesus Christ and what he did for you on the cross and that we would abound with thanksgiving. There's the flourishing in your life, in, in your faith, and the, the impact of, your, of that flourishing. And that just it brings a thing of thanksgiving, which is, oh, Lord, thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. doesn't matter what I may be going through. There is an abounding, there is a, a flourishing, a walking in him, solid, established, rooted, built up, expanding in Jesus Christ, our faith in him. Praise the Lord. So, it's interesting in this, these two verses, we have the aspect of uh, Jesus, our faith, and Jesus Christ being the Lord in both. It has both here. That Jesus Christ, he saved us. Our faith was in him to save us. But also we've made him Lord. You can be saved and Jesus is not Lord in your life. And you will struggle. You will struggle. Jesus needs to be preeminent. It says in verse 8, Colossians 2, 8, it says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit according to the tradition of men according to the basic principles of the world and not according to Christ. For in him dwells all the fullness of Godhead, of the Godhead bodily in Jesus Christ. He's a, the image of the Godhead bodily. And you are, listen, 
you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. What is the head of all principality power? What is that declaring? That who Jesus is. What does it declare about who Jesus is? The head of all principality and power. What is it saying about him? He's preeminent. Jesus is preeminent. And the fact is that we are made complete in him. We are made complete in him in every regard of every aspect of our life. We are made complete in him as Jesus is Lord. And as I said earlier, that in all things he may have the preeminence. It's interesting when it comes to the Lord Jesus being preeminent in life, it's a choice. Our salvation is based on faith in Jesus Christ, but to make him Lord is a choice that we make, and he's allowing us to make that choice. So if we want the power of God, the wisdom of God, activated in our life for every aspect of our life, even including our finances, those two areas must be in place and it's for everything. So it doesn't matter what it is, health, relationship, Whatever it is, Jesus Christ and him crucified, and Jesus Christ, he is Lord in my life. Is it that simple? Yes, it is. See, when Jesus is Lord in your life, now you will go according to his word and not your word. When there's problems, when there's, diff there's difficulties in your life, and there will be, Jesus needs to be Lord. I need to hear what he is saying. I need to hear what the word of God is to me in that situation, whatever it may be, and we will get through it we will get through it. I have people coming to me with different issues, and oftentimes the problem that is had is that Jesus Christ is not Lord in that instant, whatever it may be. Jesus isn't Lord. And so there's a difficult, there's a problem in that area of their life, and it's usually not just one area, there's, there's, it just expands. Because Jesus is in Lord, I am going to go by what I think, what I may be feeling, what I may be seeing around me, what I may be hearing. And so I am impacted by everything around, and Jesus is not Lord in the situation. I don't go by his word. I go by how I feel and what I want to do, because Jesus is in Lord, which makes me most likely Lord of my life. We struggle because Jesus isn't preeminent. All right. Say, okay, what does that have to do with um, me as uh, and my finances? All right, going back to what we began, Colossians 3.22. Uh, I'm going to read it again, and we're going to focus in on just, I don't want to touch on just one or two things, and then we'll, we'll go to Colossians 4 verse 1. But just from there, Employers, or employees, bondservants, obey in all things your masters according to the flesh, even if they're not saved. Obey them, not with eye service as men pleasers, but in sincerity of heart, fearing God. So I'm going to do what I'm, be a, be a good worker. Be, and we talked about that last time. You can catch the service from last week. Uh, making the big bucks is not part one or part two. It's, it is part one. Uh, listen to it again if you haven't listened to it. And whatever you do, do it heartily as to the Lord and not to men. Now listen, knowing that the Lord, uh, from the Lord, you will receive the reward of the inheritance. Lord's going to, he's going to bless. He, he blesses on this side of heaven and he'll bless when it comes to eternity. 
for you serve the Lord Christ. But he who does wrong will be repaid for what he has done, and there is no partiality. So this thing, we're being repaid for what we have done. How, how do you work? How do you work? As, as an employee, how do you work? We are, will be repaid. I just, I want to read uh, a few things. And, and I, I'll, let, actually, I'll, I'll touch in on Colossians 4, verse 1. Masters or Christian employers, give your bondservants who, uh, what is your employees, what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. Ephesians 6, verse 9 is, is it talks, it says, it expands just a little bit. And you, masters or Christian employers, do the same thing to them, giving up threatening, knowing that your own master also is in heaven and there is no partiality with him. There's no partiality. There's no, you know, uh, we basically, we're going to receive from the Lord. We will reap what we sow. All right, so what are you sowing? What are you sowing? When it comes to the way you work, who you are. And I, I have a number here. I look at some across this uh, sanctuary and on top. I see a number that are, are in a place of retirement. You're retired. Uh, can I just say something? <laughs> you, you won't find too much about retirement in the Bible. So if you if you have a pension and you you're work, you're receiving a pension you don't have to go to work in fact I my neighbor I just talked to my neighbor today today's the very first day of his retirement he is finished handed in the key and uh, done not going back to work ever again and it was like wow there's just such a, an excitement but you know what if you have the, the, the benefit of, of having a pension or you don't have to work anymore or whatever, the Lord would not have us be idle. The Lord would not have us be idle, but that there would be a continued working through us. Lord, what would you, what would you have me do now that I have this time? What would you have me do with all this time that I have? Because it says here, that, that we're going to be repaid for what, what we have done. And I know this in this verse 25, and also in verse uh, Colossians 4, verse 1, and Ephesians 6, verse 9, it says, there is no partiality with, with the Lord. He says, there's a thing of repayment for what has been done is in a negative sense, but he who has done wrong will be repaid for what he has done. There is no partiality. God's not partial. So some, some might, be, might be like, oh, Lord, forgive me. And I thank God just if we've messed up in the past and we just say, I, I haven't sown too much that is good. Lord, forgive me because at this time I want to sow what is good. A lot of times there's a, a lot of uh, teachers are talking about finances. Hey, you give our ministry money. And you're going to be blessed. That's not what I'm talking about here. Now, I'm not saying that we, we, we shouldn't give for ministry and whatever. Absolutely. But there, it's almost like, like they're only talking about finances here. I'm talking about 
the gifts that God has given us, the talents that God has given you, the time that he has given you. And especially as, as like I say, I look across here, a number of you are, are retired. Lord, what would you have me do at this time? What am I doing at this time? Well, this I say, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 6. This I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Lord God, the time that I have, that which you have talented with me, Lord, let me use it. Let me sow. Let me sow into people's lives. He who sows sparingly, the farm, if I just went out and I sowed, the other day, I sowed grass seed uh, about a month ago. I was surprised on two things. One, I was surprised to see the seed coming up. I say, Pastor, of course. And with it, I was surprised as well, the seed that didn't come up. I could see the seed. And so on one, I saw a blade of grass, and right beside the blade of grass, I saw the seed, and there was, the seed was still there. It seemed like it had the same sun, it had the same soil, it had the same watering, and one seed was growing, and there's a, a blade of grass growing up, and another seed, it was like, it was still there. In fact, I can go find seed that I sowed a month ago. The seed, it just didn't come, it, it boggled my mind. Like, how come that seed isn't growing? And the Lord has put into our lives the, the seed, the word of God. Lord, let there be an expanding of the word, your word to me in my life, to, to bring forth a, a fruit that others would taste and see that the Lord is good. If we sow sparingly, we will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. Lord, I'm going to give cheerfully of my time, my talents, my finances, the work that I might do for you and your kingdom. I'm going to give, I'm going to give cheerfully. And I, I recognize there's times where it's like, oh, I know this is the right thing to do, but man, I'm tired, Lord. And sometimes we, we, we do things, oh, okay, well, I'm going to do it anyways. And sometimes we even do it to the point where, oh, okay, I hate this. I really don't want to do it. I'm doing it. The Lord loves a cheerful giver. In verse 8, 2 Corinthians 9, verse 8, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always having all sufficiency in all things may have an abundance for every good work. Lord wants that there's increase, that there's an abundance in our lives, Lord, that there wouldn't be a bounding, a flourishing as we sow bountifully to reap bountifully. Galatians 6 verse 7 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. So I'm catering to my flesh. It's all about what I want and whatever. It's like what I need to have and what I'm going to have. But he who sows to the Spirit, we're talking the Holy Spirit, uppercase S, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And I'll tell you right now, that life already begins on this side of heaven where there's abundance of life. 
Uh, so I'm following the ways of the Lord, the Holy Spirit, uh, leading and guiding in the morning or at the beginning of the day. Lord, what, what would you have me do? And a lot of times, just as we give, we don't have to even have plans necessarily. But the Lord desires, as we are open and available to him, Lord, just you go ahead. I know these are the things that I have to do today. You know, you're going to work or whatever it may be that you're doing on a particular day. These are the things that I have to do, but I am willing to be used by you. So go ahead. If there's things that come up, Lord, I'm going to be open to be used by you. And so there's this thing of not sowing to the flesh, but he who sows to the spirit will of the spirit reap everlasting life. So, for instance, let me give you an example. This morning, before I came to the church for prayer, dropped Julie off at work, and I thought, okay, there's, I've got time. I've got to do these certain things before I get to church. And, and a lot of times, I'm, on just, I'm, I'm watching the time. I, I, I'm I always like, oh, okay, can I get this fit in before my time is up? So I had, after Julie, I had another, dropping off Julie, I had another two places to go. And, and I recognized, okay, I, I can't be late here now, because otherwise I'm going to be late for prayer. I've got to be here for quarter after nine. And so with my timing, I figured I could be here just right around 9, 9.15. So I, I, had to, I had to go to Lowe's. And so I, I, I go in, and I found, I, I found the, the item that I needed to find. And I had looked across at customer, uh, customer service, and I was looking. Is Sonia there? And, and I didn't see her. And I said, okay, well, she's not in, because I, I at least wanted to say hi to her. So she wasn't there, and I thought, okay, well, at least I'll be on time. I'm going to be on time for prayer. So I got the, the items, and uh, I was on, in the checkout, and I'm, so I'm doing self-checkout, and I'm thinking, oh, timing is good, good, good timing. And all of a sudden, I, I hear someone say, hey, Pastor Dave. Now listen, at that moment, I could have said, looked at my watch, said, hey, sorry, I, I'm sorry, hi, hi, but I got to run. You know what? When we're open to the Lord to do the things because it was Sonia and she was just coming in to work for nine o'clock and so she caught me just as she was coming in and going to her station and and so it was like so I had a chance to converse with her because I think the other day I was just thinking I wonder how Sonia is doing and so there was this connecting so she's sharing some of the things that are happening in her life we and we were able to because I knew about it we could pray about it in the morning and I could pray about it. Actually, I'm not, I, I know it, what's going on in her life now So, uh, in this situation. And so I can pray specifically for her. But she shared about another sister that also works with her. And, hey, had lost a, a brother. Helen, Hel, Hel, Helen Hill lost her, her brother. And so I, I said, oh, I said, is she here? Yeah, she's right there. So I went over and I was able to talk to her and, and just encourage. She says, oh, man, I wish I could be in church. They, they schedule me for every single Sunday, it seems. But I can't go to church. I want to come to church. I prayed this morning, Lord, that people would have a chance. Or I was praying in my heart. I was praying, Lord, they would have a chance to come to church, that there would be a changing of the schedule. To be open... So it's not, I'm not sowing to the flesh. The flesh would have said, hey, Dave, don't you have to get to church for prayer? That's important. But to minister to people in their lives, I, I may just made two quick phone calls just saying, hey, Pastor Joel, I'm going to be late. Pastor Nathan, I'm going to be late. 
and um, to minister, to take the time to minister to others, to sow. Do not be deceived. So as we sow, he who sows to the Spirit, to the Holy Spirit, will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Let me read again. Therefore, as we have opportunity, this morning I had opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith, our brothers and sisters in the Lord. I say thank you, Lord. The wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a sure reward. Proverbs 11, verse 18. A sure reward. It's coming. This is where the Lord is saying, hey, I will repay. There's no partiality. Uh, I don't just say, oh, okay, it's him. I'll, you know. Uh, he, he. No, it's just like, hey, this person is whoever they may be. It's Pastor Dave. If it's a sowing to the flesh, that's not a good thing. If I'm sowing to the Spirit, that's a good thing. The backslider in his in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. The Lord wants to bless. Given, it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Lord, let me be generous. Let me be generous. I would much rather be generous with somebody than to be skimpy. The Lord is saying here, for the, with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. Proverbs eleven twenty five. I, the Lord, search the heart. I test the mind even to give every man according to his own ways to his ways, according to the fruit of his doings. So there's a fruit. What kind of fruit? Good fruit, bad fruit. We do the right things. The Lord searches, and he gives to every man according to his ways. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive the things done in the body according to what he has done, whether good or bad. So we, we may make it to heaven, but there's going to be a repayment, a judgment seat of Christ, the beam of Christ. And so we're going to receive, there's going to be a test of what we've done. It's, and I, I'm not, not that, you know what? Not that we say, okay, I'm going to do for a reward from the Lord Jesus in heaven as I want all these rewards. But rather that our heart is, Lord, I, I'm just, I want to do what you would have me do. You might say, well, what does this have to do with regarding our, our income? The Lord wants to bless you financially in your income, in your livelihood. And I'm not saying that we can't have struggle. We, we may have struggles. And I'm not saying that there's something wrong with you if you're going through a struggle financially. I'm not saying that you're, man, you've got to get things in order in your life. But that you would examine yourself. Is there anything that I need to change? Is there something that I need to change? Lord, that I would, I'd be used by you at this time. And so regarding our finances, 
it talks here, the Lord is interested in, our, in who we are as employees and employers. Masters, give your bondservants what is just and fair, knowing that you also have a master in heaven. So masters, employers, should be just and fair. You know what? When, when I... If I, if I had the time and the money, this thought came to me already like 10, 15 years ago. I said, Lord, if I ever had the opportunity to, to have control of large sums of money when it comes to a, a company, I would just want to employ people not for the sake of getting rich myself, but for the sake of blessing people with a good job. Just to have a good job to be able to provide for themselves and to provide for their family. They would have a good job. As a, as a church, the Lord has entrusted me and that we, would be, that we would be wise in what we do, wise with our, our time, the time that we have. And as a pastor, you, you know that my heart, my heart is for the, the, the salvation of the, of the lost, that there's a reaching out to them to, to be faithful in, in taking in a harvest. The Lord says, hey, the harvest is ripe. The laborers are few. Pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would send forth laborers into the harvest. And so there's prayer that goes up. Lord, send me, use me. Lord, use us as a church to touch other people's lives. There would be life, new life coming, there would be, we'd be truly that we'd be rooted and built up in, in Jesus and in Christ and established in the faith, that there would be a fruitfulness about us, that we would be abounding, flourishing. So um, with that, I want to take about 15 minutes or so, and uh, uh, I just, I want to, I really feel at this time so often, our, I, I know my generation, generation before, was so often about the, um, when it comes to finances, would be that uh, our finances are made by uh, being an employee. But today, it's about being an employer or having your own company, perhaps. So if I could just, uh, uh, we're going to, if I could have some chairs up here. Um, and I, I'm going to call on a few people. I don't know if they're here or not. I think they are. But um, so. We're just going to do a quick stage setup here. Are you going to grab me some things? No? Okay, you can help me. So I, I'm really, f uh, as the last little while, it's like, you know what? Uh, with so many people, I'm not saying for everybody, but I truly believe that um, the Lord would have people being employers. And with the way things are at this time, to have another, perhaps a different or another income, so you could be an employee and an employer. And uh, to, I know in this day and age, it seems like, wow, sometimes it's hard to find a job. 
or to get a job or to, to, to keep a job or to have a steady job or to, to have a, a steady income or steady whatever. But also, when it comes to employers, and I'm not saying that employers are, are you know, they don't work hard or whatever, but it's another uh, opportunity. Uh, the Lord speaks to employer bond servants and to masters. And so he's, he's saying that there's uh, opportunity as well as, uh, as employers. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call in a few people. Uh, I'm going to call on Andrew. Andrew and Matt, if you'd come. Andrew and Matt. And uh, maybe, maybe I can have you sit on this side over here. And, and if, I could, if I could have uh, Hannah. And uh, is, is Stephanie here tonight? Stephanie? No? She's not here. Or she is. Okay. So we're just going to, I'm going to ask a few questions. And uh, uh, so hopefully we can, uh, the reason I have these people up here is because uh, they are also uh, business uh, owners or masters. Now, at this point, there, some of them just have started. So I'm going to ask while Stephanie's coming, uh, Andrew, how, how long have you been, uh, had a business, roughly? So I've been doing electrical on the side since 2007. Okay, so electrical, so you have your own company. Uh, and uh, so have you been working uh, as an employee as well? or? Yeah, so I... I I work for uh, the District School Board of Niagara as a high school teacher, and I also am a licensed electrical contractor. Um, so. so how much time do you have left as an employee? <laughs> are, you, are you looking forward to, the, to the, the light at the end of the tunnel? Oh, you mean like how long before I'm no longer an employee? Yeah, so like 88 more days? Not oh, that I'm wow. counting. He's not counting or anything. He's not counting. <laughs> He's got 88 days left as an employee. And, and not to so say... So it's 88 working days. Wor working not, days. So not, not counting, not not counting uh, uh, the weekends or holidays or things like that. So 88 more working days. Uh, the only reason I know that number is because there's 88 days in a semester. And we just finished. So, so you got one, one semester left and then, then you're finished. So uh, at this time, do you have any uh, employees working for you? No, I, uh, I, I do it all. I'm the chief cook and bottle washer. So if anything goes wrong, it's my fault. All right, so, and I recognize sometimes when a, a business starts out or a company start out, starts off with uh, uh, owner, operator, and one individual, and, and so you, uh, so that's uh, something that you can do without, yeah, you can't blame anybody for anything. It's, it's, all, it's, it's on all you. Me. Yep. So you, you work hard, and, and so not another question, was it hard to start your own company? No, it's like deciding to do it and then thinking, are you going to make more than $30,000 a year or less? And then it's a question, if I'm going to be less than 30000 I don't need an HST number, I don't need to re register anything, I don't need to do anything, I don't need to make a name, I just am. And if I'm going to be more than that, then I say, okay, I need to have this number, and it costs like 65 bucks, and it's a like a five-minute fill-out on the internet, and it's literally that easy. 
Okay, pretty so you sure it's eighty dollars now. Is it eighty dollars now? I'm pretty sure. Okay, so okay. Maybe you can just yeah, Matt. So, uh, when did you you start your business, and what do you what do you do? I started uh, in 2018, technically, um, but with yes, with necklaces. Um, but I just started pursuing it probably, uh, I would say January of this year. Um, I do custom laser engraving, um, basic, um, basic metalworking, woodworking, um, acid etching. Essentially, if I think of an idea that I think is cool, uh, I make one for myself and then post it. And if people like it, they like it, they buy it. If not, I had fun making it. Okay, so, um, so you're, you're also an employee, so you work as well for somebody else, and uh, uh, is, is that something that you want to continue to do, uh, or do you want to say, hey, you know what, I would, I would like to eventually just be self-employed and po uh, potentially have employees working for me? I don't, I don't mind the idea of working for somebody as long as I am in, in the same um, like path that they are or I agree with what they do or enjoy my job because right now I work at part-time at a restaurant and um, I love my job so much. Um, so, I mean, the idea that I get to go home and I get to make something and sell something that I enjoy making. There's very little times where I like, I mean, besides getting a lot of orders, but there's a lot of times where I enjoy what I'm doing or I enjoy the creating process, most, most aspects of it. And I don't, I, don't, I don't hate it, which is more than I could ask for. So you're doing some things that you enjoy and while you're doing those things that you enjoy, you're, you're making money at it. I mean, when I started out, it was, I started out by, I wanted a, actually I've got one on me right now, conveniently, it's surprising. Um, but I wanted a cross necklace and I had seen them online for $30 and I was like, that's just two nails and some rope, I can make that. So, but to go and buy nails, you can't just buy two nails. Um, found that out the hard way. And they're like, oh, we gotta sell you 100 of these things. And I'm like, I need two of them. Um, but so on the way home from getting them, I was like, oh. Ah. And as a joke to myself, I was like, I gotta make back $15 now. I just spent I got $15 in these nails that I gotta, gotta make back. Um, and I, I sold a lot more than $15 worth uh, in the first little while, so I mean, I don't know where I was going with that, but where it started. So, but. Uh, so you, you, you enjoy uh, what you're doing, the creating part of it. And uh, uh, going back to your employer, uh, I just want to say, yeah, just work as on to the Lord, brother. I love my job. And, <laughs> I love and, my job. Work as on to the Lord. And, and so with a, that perspective, you, you, you can get through some difficult times, difficult days of working for somebody else. And in the midst of it, you're, yeah, you're a witness to those that you're working with. You want to say something? Go ahead. That job, as much as I hate it, did teach me a lot about customer service. So I have learned a lot more going through all of that and how to handle people and 
I mean, uh, like retailing different products, being able to sell something that somebody didn't want originally and being able to go, hey, I know you like this and you want this, but potentially you might like this and it works out a lot better than I thought or being able to do that was not something I was skilled at beforehand. So I did definitely learn skills from employers and I mean, they paid for me to learn essentially. So, so just one, last, one other question before I um, move around the, the stage here. Um, uh, back in January, uh, I, I don't know if it was because you're, the place that you're working was not open or whatever, but it seemed like, man, things are really uh, taking off. So it's just like, uh, without giving us a number, uh, how, how were things, how, in the sales in, in January of this year when, when things were locked down and tight? Um, in January, I, that was actually my most profitable month um, because I guess everybody was at home. They weren't, they were more looking online and I guess everyone had a better idea of, oh, let's support local because of these hard times. For me, it wasn't a hard time because I'm just doing it out of a basement right now. Um, but I was I was very blessed by the support and help that I got from in that first initial month was a huge blessing that I was not expect I was not expecting any major sales of any kind. I was just making stuff and God bless me. So I I can't really say anything else besides that. So uh, so I, we're having this discussion at this point because sometimes we think it's very difficult to get started in uh, being a an employer or the uh, business owner, and uh, uh, we think it's well. Who can do it? So, um, so y you just start out two years ago. Um, I'm going to go to another extreme. So, how how long did you was it that you uh, started a business or your business? Uh, I started about two, three months ago. Three months ago. And uh, can you maybe share, uh, like, why, why did you start this business? Or I'm, I'm a quilt maker and creative, and I've just always wanted to have my own business. And uh, I was trying to make something, and I was getting very frustrated at all the barriers that I was facing. So I just decided I could offer a service to remove the barriers to other people. So I'm making products to sell to... For people that want to make things and make it easy. So, was it difficult for you to, to start your, your business? No, not so at all. So, how long did it take you to start the business when it came to the the, the government or uh, aspect of it? Oh, a few hours. So, in two hours, you started your own business? Yes. I registered a domain name. Um, I registered with the government and found some wholesalers for products, yeah. So uh, it's something that, that uh, now uh, that anybody could almost do with, you know, if you have access to uh, the internet or whatever. So a lot of it you did from, the from your own house. I've been doing everything from home and once I've started researching, I've been finding all kinds of free resources of webinars and training sessions on different social media platforms and how to make sales or stores or just business things. There's all kinds of free resources that just start showing up in your 
in your social media because you look at one so then you'll find another one and it's there's so much information for free so so once again this business was around what you enjoy doing yourself yes so creating and you said you said quilting quilting and, and making bags and, and just making and making bags so yeah. to sell uh, uh, bags as in like purses or like uh, lunch bags or like shopping bags or just all kinds of things like okay. that. Okay. So it's amazing that uh, there can be an, an income or, uh, from this or you're doing certain things. And the Lord is saying, I, I know right now there's, there's maybe not employees, but the Lord is recognizing masters or employers. And so the Lord is saying to us, that, yeah, we're either going to be employees or we're going to be employers. So not to be afraid necessarily to be an employer and to, to head in that direction. So just a few months, you know, two hours of your time from home to, to get everything going uh, or to get started. And you had a skill, something you enjoyed doing. Say, hey, why I can make things and sell them and have an extra income. You, you worked as well? Uh, I work full time. Okay, so full-time, so this is on, on, on the side doing something that you enjoy. I'm assuming you, you really enjoy quilting. And so how long have you been doing that now? Um, for about eight years. For about eight years. So uh, just a, it's just amazing uh, uh, what the Lord, and especially with the, uh, how things are set up with the Internet. A lot of times we think of the Internet as being a very negative thing, but uh, it's almost like the Roman road of the time of Jesus, the Roman Empire had conquered and, and made roads all across what is now Europe and areas that were uh, barbaric. And you, you, if you went into that area, you, were, you would have, be hard-pressed to come out alive. And so the Romans went in with their uh, conquered, set up roads, outposts, and the Lord, at, at the time that Jesus came, there were so many roads already out to the wherever and so the expanding of the gospel could take place. And so with the internet, the internet can be used for, for good and even for our employ, employment and or to employ others, we can do that. Uh, to Hannah, and then we're gonna, we'll uh, uh, maybe close in a prayer, some time of prayer, but uh, Hannah, uh, yeah, what, I, what, what prompted you to, to get start a business um so i just made some sewing stuff like scrunchies for my sister's bachelorette and that was pretty much the first time i ever sewed well like my mom showed me a little like when i was a kid but not really and then i had like a lot of people tell me that i should sell them so i was like okay <laughs> so yeah that's kind of what started it but i'm slowly trying to move away from that and try and like make better things but it's a slow grind <laughs> okay, so, uh, so now, do you find did you feel that it was difficult to set up your own business, or is it like Stephanie that you said, oh, okay, uh, did like it was it a, a, a hard thing to do, or was it easy for you? Um, currently, I'm just on Instagram and Facebook, so it's really easy. But I'm hoping to be able to expand to Etsy, and then if I'm making enough sales, then I'll try and get my own website. So it's easy. It's just. Um, it's just, it's what you want to do, right? So. Okay, so you, you mentioned Etsy. What's what's Etsy? It's like a place for creators to sell objects. So 
like Matt has Etsy, and then like it's free to use, I think, right? I'm not sure. It's free to sign up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you do have to pay for listings, and you lose transaction fees. But, but you're opening up your product to millions of people searching. Yeah. So like anybody can go on Etsy and just buy stuff from you, and you can, and it for the most part, it's all handmade products on there. Okay, so the platform, the marketplace is there. So it's a, it's like getting into the market, going to the market with your product, and people uh, can uh, can uh, take a look at it and say, hey, we like this, and and then the word spreads. Uh, hey, you sh you got to go to what's what's your business name? Um, Lillian Rose. Lillian Rose. Okay, what's what's your your do you have a, a business name? I do. It's called Sunny Quilt Creative. Sorry, Sunny. Sunny Quilt Creative. Sunny Quilt Creative. All right, and and what's what's yours? Reforge Designs. Reforge Designs. Okay, and uh, Andrew, your your company. Uh, Erie Generator. All right, so um, different all around, oftentimes around the gifts and talents that we're given to these individuals. Some of you might say, I have gifts and talents, and uh, it's like, wow, the Lord, I, I have no problem believing uh, that the Lord would have you expand on the gifts and talents that you have. Now listen, the gospel is free. That's something we would never sell. But uh, when it comes to your some of the income that you would have with the talents that the Lord has given you, uh, sometimes it's, yeah, we can, we can have an income from it. So uh, an employee and a employer. So either way, the Lord wants for us to... to to receive, reap what we sow, and that would be good. I, I was just going to say, when I remember when I got laid off from GM when I was 26, and, you know, my wife and I were just married like a year, and we were in a position where I had, we had absolutely zero debt and a whole bunch of money, and the thought of starting a business never crossed my mind it was like okay who am I gonna work for now I just lost this really good paying job who am I gonna work for now the thought of starting it, it wasn't there and it was you know 15 20 years later before the, the thought crossed my mind so and that's one of the reasons I brought up who I brought up here I wanted to to have uh, some of some of the older folk and uh, in between and 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 then also some of the young folk just to, to let you know that it doesn't matter what age you are, that uh, you, there's, there's opportunity that's out there to possibly uh, make an income uh, and to, as, as you flourish, that you can, you can bless others as well, to bless others in, in who you are and um, what the Lord has given to you. So we're just going to close in prayer tonight. And... Uh, yeah, good to, to have you all, all out tonight, and I just want to thank uh, our, our guests for their willingness to, on sh to come on short notice tonight. Thanks for also being up here on stage and online, so appreciate you guys coming out tonight. Let's just, let's just pray. Lord, I, I, I thank you that you are interested in every part of our lives. You are very interested, and Lord, as we would read Colossians 1 and 2, we recognize your uh, your preeminence, and Lord, that you're just saying, hey, 
that your faith would be in me and what I've done for you. I love you so much. I died for you. Your faith would be in me and to allow me to be preeminent in your life. So, Lord, I pray that we would not only be saved from our sins and, and be made new and, and to have life, but, Lord, that we would also make you Lord in our lives, that you could direct us and lead us and guide us, and, Lord, to bless us in every aspect of our existence on this side of heaven. Lord, even as we would go through trials and tribulations and storms and whatever of life, Lord, you are, you are with us. You oversee the, the storm. You oversee even the battles that we may face. But, Lord God, we are victorious in and through you because our faith is in you. And, Lord, you are Lord in our lives. And, Lord, we will make it. We will be established. We would be rooted and built up, Lord. And, and there's a foundation that is built upon Lord, in our lives. And so, Lord, I, I pray tonight that there would be a realization of your interest also in our well-being financially. And, Lord, that, that you do desire to bless. And, Lord, that there would be a complete trust in you and a complete submission to your lordship at this time, uh, even in our, in our work life, lives, Lord. Lord, I pray increase. I pray that there would be a, a, an abounding let there be an abounding in the lives of each and every one. Lord, for your glory. Lord, for your glory. And, um, and in, in the difficult times, Lord, to recognize you will see us through. Lord, that, I would, that my faith would not waver, but I would remain uh, with my trust in you, Lord. I, I pray this in Jesus' name. And in it all, that you would receive the glory. There would be a lifting up and exalting of you in our lives and what we do and, and uh, even in our, in, our, uh, in our work life, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night. Thanks for coming out tonight, and uh, uh, we'll see you next time. And, um, yeah, lift up the Lord, exalt him. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the sermon. We really hope that God spoke to your life. You can find more of the Word of God by watching our service live stream and listening to our podcast on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.